Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 19. A prophecy against Egypt. See, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. I will stir up Egyptian against Egyptian. Brother will fight against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, and kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead, the mediums and the spiritists. I will hand the Egyptians over to the power of a cruel master, and a fierce king will rule over them, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The waters of the river will dry up, and the riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals will stink. The streams of Egypt will dwindle and dry up. The reeds and rushes will wither, also the plants along the Nile at the mouth of the river. Every sown field along the Nile will become parched and will blow away and be no more. The fishermen will groan and lament, all who cast hooks into the Nile. Those who throw nets on the water will pine away. Those who work with combed flax will despair. The weavers of fine linen will lose hope. The workers in cloth will be dejected, and all of the wage earners will be sick at heart. The officials of Zone are nothing but fools. The wise counselors of Pharaoh give senseless advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise men, a disciple of ancient kings. Where are your wise men? Let them show you and make known what the Lord Almighty has planned against Egypt. The officials of Zone have become fools. The leaders of Memphis are deceived. The cornerstones of her people had led Egypt astray. The Lord has poured into them a spirit of dizziness. They make Egypt stagger in all that she does, as a drunkard staggers around his vomit. There is nothing Egypt can do, head or tail, palm branch or reed. In that day, the Egyptians will become weaklings. They will shudder with fear at the uplifted hand that the Lord Almighty raises against them. And the land of Judah will bring terror to the Egyptians. Everyone to whom Judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the Lord Almighty is planning against them. In that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the City of the Sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt and a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and a witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, He will send them a Savior and a Defender. He will rescue them. So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day they will acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord, and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt, and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and the Assyrians will worship together. 
In that day, Israel will be the third, along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. Now, this is an interesting chapter. It really, in my opinion, although it's all talking about Israel or about Egypt, rather, it could easily be two different chapters because the the first part of the chapter says a prophecy against Egypt. And the last part of the chapter is obviously the Lord's redemptive plans for future Egypt. And so this prophecy uh, against Egypt basically is saying that the uh, the Lord's going to stir up Egyptians against Egyptians. Egypt will tremble. The waters of the Nile will be affected. There'll be a drought. The Nile will be dried up. And then everything in Egypt's economy will be affected by the drought. The government officials will have no answers for the problems. Essentially, Egypt will be totally defenseless because uh, this is the Lord. So Egypt can't do anything. The advisors have no answers. Egypt will be terrified verse 17, and the land of Judah will bring terror to the Egyptians. Everyone to whom Judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the Lord Almighty is planning against them. And so this is the first part of the prophecy, all about um, judgment outpoured against Egypt. Uh, The context is, it it means um, essentially that because of their attitude and their actions toward Israel, that um, Israel is going to be vindicated and Egypt is going to come under judgment. But that's not the end of the story, friends, in this chapter or in the the entire Bible, because the Lord's redemptive plans are always lurking in the background for mankind. And so there are some amazing prophetic words concerning Egypt that are contained in this chapter that have never yet been fulfilled. Listen now, verse 18, in that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. That's Yahweh El Shaddai. One of them will be called the City of the Sun. Now, this um, linguistically seems to say they're going to speak Hebrew, that Hebrew will be spoken in five cities of Egypt, and in five cities of Egypt there will be um, uh, the worship of Yahweh, that the Egyptians will become worshipers of Yahweh. Again, as far as we know in recorded history, there is no record of anything like this ever happening from the time of the Exodus forward. It continues, the prophetic word continues, in that day there will be an altar to the Lord, that's Yahweh, in the heart of Egypt, and a monument to Yahweh at its border. It will be a sign and a witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. So more direct acknowledgement of the one true God, Yahweh, in the land of Egypt. The Egyptians will then cry out, it says, uh, verse 20, when they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, so now collectively the Egyptians, we assume, beyond these five cities, will cry out to the Lord because they're being oppressed. And the Lord will send them a Savior and a Defender, and He will rescue them. Who is this Savior and Defender, friends? We don't know. Perhaps it's the Messiah. But whoever He is, He comes and rescues Egypt. So the Lord Verse 21, so the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day, whenever these things take place, they will acknowledge the Lord. And so this this, uh, season that these things are unfolding, this continues, verse 21, they will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord, and they'll keep them. And then there's a shift, once again, in the prophetic word. The Lord brings a plague of some sort on Egypt 
which causes the Egyptians to turn to the Lord and plead with him, and he responds. Verse 22, the Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord, and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. And so this um, cycle of plague and, and healing is, again, somewhat unique in, in uh, uh, the history of the Lord's relationship with Egypt. Now, this next part extends beyond Egypt to Assyria. Listen, in that day, the same period of time, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. Friends, if you look at a map, that thing has to run through Israel. So there'll be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians will come to Assyria. The Egyptians and the Assyrians will worship together. This implies they'll worship Yahweh. Verse 24, this further gives um, support to the idea they're all worshiping Yahweh. In that day, Israel will be the third nation, along with Egypt and Assyria, and a blessing on the earth. Apparently, this um, expression of worship for Yahweh between Israel, Egypt, and Assyria will bring a blessing on the entire planet. Verse 25, the Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. Now, friends, this is an amazing future that is prophesied, redemptive future for Assyria, and Egypt. They are long enemies in the scriptures of of Israel, but they have complex histories together. And so the Lord ultimately intends to redeem Egypt and Assyria, the, the former lands of the Assyrian Empire, which we've discussed previously. But the Lord speaks of this again in Isaiah 27. He says in 2713, the Lord says, In that day a trumpet will sound, those who were perishing in Assyria And those who were exiled in Egypt will come and worship the Lord on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. So it's just a a short um, allusion, possibly to the same events in Isaiah 27. Whatever the case, friends, I want this to be your takeaway. The Lord is for mankind. The Lord desires to save mankind. The Lord has made plans and uh, hopeful plans of redemption for everybody now living. It is just incumbent upon us to cooperate with the plans of heaven. The Lord loves mankind and desires that man would be part of his eternal family. But the truth is, we weren't born into his eternal family. We were born into the families of this earth realm in which we're citizens. But Jesus has made a way for us to become citizens of the kingdom of heaven and eternally citizens of his family, members of his family. The way is through Jesus Christ, friends. You confess your sins and you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for your sins. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to save you. Ask the Lord to make you one of his sons or daughters. You can do that right now, friends. You don't have to wait. Just pray this way. Lord God, you say that. Lord God, Lord God, I want to be saved. I want you to forgive my sins. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins to pay the punishment. Lord, please save me. Forgive my sins. Make me a part of your family, now and forever, part of your family. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, I know it sounds too good to be true, but it's all true. 
God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.